this promises to be the most dramatic season ever. What am I talking about? The Bachelor, of course. Darth Vader is Luke's dad. No, duh. Mr. Collins marries Lizzie. That never happened. Uncle Ben dies. That's a spoiler. Spoiler. Kawala! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Spoiler Koala. We are talking about, as you've heard, The Bachelor, which I I just watched and am still recovering. Sean, what are your initial thoughts on watching your first episode of The Bachelor? This is so much self-inflicted drama. I would not wish this on anyone. <laughs> but then again, it was really good watch. <laughs> it was really good to watch. I I wish that um, everyone who's listening to the podcast could have seen your facial expressions. Like as like as the awkward factor just got ratcheted up, Sean's face was just a mixture of like horror and pain and like awkward smiling and like there were moments Ugh. where i was looking at him and like he didn't know like what to do so <laughs> he was just completely at sea <laughs> i don't i don't do well with awkward or cringy moments just in general and this show just seems built to cause them especially those intros I first off, I didn't know there was going to be 30 women. I thought, you know, I, I knew there was a lot of them, but I was thinking maybe like, I don't know, 10, 15. And then you like knocked one out every episode. But we're starting with 30. There was people that were showing up in like clips near the end. It's like, I don't even remember who you are. And I wrote all of their names down from the introductions. Did you have a favorite limo entrance? Um, favorite limo entrance. I don't. I don't think it's like a good limo entrance, so I, I'll certainly say that. But I'm scared of the Joker. She's the Joker. She's she's scary. Um, I'm just going through my list here. Uh, uh Susie. She oh, did the electric buzzer, and then she makes like a lot of eye contact. Um, and so she she scared me. <laughs> she's definitely like that limo entrance was potentially the uh. The most memorable for me i'm just going through um, well, I think you know the the thing that i noted with her entrance was she obviously rehearsed that buzzer bit yeah um but then when she was doing it it didn't feel natural her delivery of like what she was gonna say felt very forced and almost like a a child is doing like a a school presentation and they feel very uncomfortable about speaking in public. Yeah. 
So to me, you know, like I was thinking she's a very like dynamic person, but that limo entrance to me was not like a shining moment for her. Yeah. It, you know, it's just awkward. Um, Honest Nips was always an interesting intro. Yes, Kate. Yeah, so I just want to be honest. And then I think <laughs> I forget the phrasing. <laughs> I think we'll feel better if you win. It's like, okay. Yeah, she's just going to be drunk for, or he's going to be drunk for all the rest of the women. That's really, I hopefully not hurting you. You know, it's funny. She has that. She, I think she's from California, but she must be, uh, she must have grown up in the South or something because yeah. she has kind of that, a little bit of that drawl to her voice. And she was, she said y'all when she got in to the house and she was talking to some of the women. Yeah. Um, but there was just something about her that like, I'm so interested to see how far she goes. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think that Clayton is going to pick her. Um, but I just, I'm so curious because like her voice was making me laugh. You know, she, I don't know, she was just like, I don't know. It was just weird. Like, like it was. It wasn't. It wasn't her accent or anything. It was more just like. It was just the cadence. I think of her voice. Yeah. Um, it felt very California, but then it, but then she also felt very southern. Oh man. Um. Certainly. Certainly one of the uh, the worst introductions, which it seemed to have worked for. Her. But one of the worst introductions I saw was uh, the, the ULL, the um, unrequested language lesson from um, <laughs> NC. Just like, could you imagine now? Now, I, just for some inside baseball for everybody else, I am a bit of a mansplainer, as I've found out recently. Um, but I can't imagine like going up to somebody that I've never met and be like, hey, let me teach you this thing that you didn't ask for. You, I don't know if you have any interest in, but it's going to be our first conversation. It's like, um, let me go up to you and, hey, can I teach you how to uh, update the settings on your phone? Yep, here we go. It's like, uh, oh, I, sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Her, she was very intimidating. But I think I don't I don't know maybe maybe some of it I I think they all just get nervous yeah. so I think like whatever dominant trait is in their personality just kind of like comes to the fore. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's she's another one though that I'm interested in. Like I want to see what happens with her and Clayton because yeah. she just like a very like she's very confident. There's one person I'm trying to find her name. There's one person I'm actively voting against or rooting against. Um, and that is. That is Moonbounce Girl. Is it Melina? I am like actively opposed to that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't have any logical reasons for it. I don't, but then again, I don't feel like the show is asking me to have logical reasons about these things 
but something about her showing up on moon bounces and then like when they were together just being like jump and squat and jump and i'm done i don't want her any i don't want to see her if i see her again it'll be too soon it's i'm no oh this is a fun segue okay so other than melina is there anyone else that you're like actively rooting against uh, well, part of the tough thing about there being so many people, like I wrote down all the names in, in the introductions and something I, I noticed about them. And then I also wrote down, you know, which I won't go into who they are yet in, in, in case we want to segment this out. But I also wrote down the, you know, names of the people who get the rose later. But between me scrolling between my notes, I've already forgotten who all of these people are. Um, and so, you know, there were, there were a bunch of the super cuts, you know, people who was just like in the introductions, the producers or editors just decided their introductions weren't important. So there's a bunch of the super cuts that I didn't like, you know, um, there's like the cowgirl joke. There's, there's the sausage super cut. There was like the face fit pillow. <laughs> bunch of those are just like all right these are cringy but just dumb so i don't i don't care for you um suds and bubbles the the hot tub lady uh yeah samantha Samantha. yeah that was uh that was a good like that was an impressive display but also like she caused two two on-set people to have to push her in (laughs) She had to get changed anyway. And then you got to think behind the scenes, Clayton was probably sitting there waiting for this person to be wheeled in. (laughs) Like we, the introductions for us were probably like, I I think it was like 15 minutes. But for him, it had to be like three hours because of these crazy things these people were pulling off. Yeah. You know, the the funny thing is though, um, when I'm thinking back to past seasons, these gimmicks, it, it wasn't as dramatic as it could have been. Yeah. Um, you know, people definitely, you know, the, the entrances were good, but I'm just remembering like other ones where like people are rolling up in like ball pits and, you know, one woman was mar- wearing uh, like a unicorn mask. And, you know, I mean, I don't know this, this to me, it just didn't seem as many gimmicks as it normally is. Really? This is not normal gimmick level. No. Unbelievable. I was I was so blown away by how many gimmicks people pulled. I thought it was I thought more people were going to try and be genuine about, "Oh, yes, I'm just excited to meet you. This is one fact or something about me." And move on. And then people started pulling these things out and it's like Somebody came up to me on moon shoes. I'm no, go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think that the first episode of every, whether it's the Bachelor or Bachelorette episode, the theme is just awkward. Yeah. And cringe. Awkward and cringe. Oh, my two least favorite words. <laughs> um. I was noticing too with a lot of the conversations that Clayton was having with the women. Unless the women were kind of like bringing up something to talk about, 
he wasn't really like as forthcoming about trying to like learn about them. Yeah. And I wonder, maybe that was nerves on his part. Maybe he's not a good conversationalist. But I was just thinking like after they showed clips of him talking to the women, I haven't learned really anything about them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I haven't either. We spent we spent a decent amount of time with a few of these. Um, I was really curious about uh, Marinara. Um, Mara? Mara. Just like she 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 really likes sauce, apparently. And I, I really I don't know. I was expecting to get something out of that, but nope. Um, there yeah, was a her, oh yeah. Her job description, um, said entrepreneur. So that made me wonder, like, is she doing something with sauces? Is she like a personal trainer? Is she like like what what does entrepreneur yeah. mean? Such a vague term. Yeah. So that that was just something that I was I was interested in and I didn't I was not satisfied I did not get the answer yeah there was the cougar classic it's like somebody showed up in like a 1930s or 50s car or whatever and that was it that's all we know about her I'm sorry but if 33 is considered a cougar there is a problem she's 33 She's 33. And even and the good thing was even Clayton said, you know, was surprised that that was classified as a cougar because it's not. That's ridiculous. Oh, man. I didn't see her name. It's just I just remember she referred to herself as a cougar. Which, honestly, she was followed up by the best of the, the Bachelorettes. Holly. <laughs> You're talking about Holly? Holly... My my favorite. <laughs> I I am not gonna lie. They got me with that. I I legitimately thought that Holly was a contestant. I that I hundred percent thought she was. I didn't expect her to last long, but I I honestly think she would have made it through the first round because he would have felt so bad sending Holly home. <laughs> and I don't know, uh, Grandma Wing, Wing Woman. I, I'm all for it to see how that would play out on the show. You know, the thing, too, though, is that it undercut Rachel's entrance because it I did. know that I know that that was part of her entrance and the whole wing woman joke. But it just didn't land because I think Clayton was just so shocked at seeing like this older woman in front of him and trying to figure out how do I be really <laughs> here like to be a part of the show or is this a joke and how do i not insult her in the process <laughs> yeah how do i not you know lose my good boy image that i've been burnishing for no. the entire episode yeah rachel that's a pilot that needs a rewrite <laughs> um ivana that was a mistake i get what she's going for that was a mistake. Yeah. I. Oh, my gosh. I, I've seen the episode twice because I saw it when it aired. And both times, my level of shock was at the same level when I saw her entrance. Yeah, she didn't talk. 
she refused to talk and even shushed Clayton. And there's something about shushing that's not really sexy. Like the whole like, like if you do the not talking thing right, it can come off very alluring and, you know, and things like that. But hers did not. Yeah. Um, Like uh, forgotten doctor's degree. uh, What's her name? Kira. Kira. Yeah. Oh, um, like if she were to do the silent thing, it's like, okay, we still learned the same amount from you, but you have enough extra things happening because she wasn't wearing clothes that, um, you know, you could have gotten away with the whole non-talking thing and he would still be interested. Um, But Ivana didn't do anything interesting. She didn't bring moon shoes. She didn't. You know, she didn't. I don't know. That was there was there was almost nothing memorable about her. And then the moments later in the episode where we get like the floating head of her, um, like talking to the audience, it's just like, oh, she can talk. Why? Why didn't she? <laughs> I I don't know. I almost thought there might have been like a a reveal later that she was mute or something. And then she talked normally. It's like, so. You just you just messed up this gambit. See, she was one though that when she got eliminated, I was so like I felt bad for her because you could see how like disappointed she was. Yeah. And you know, she was probably thinking or realizing, oh yeah, the whole silent thing, that was a mistake. Yeah. But um, I felt bad for her. And it was like I normally if somebody gets eliminated like that and they didn't really make an impression, I don't really feel bad for them because I had nothing to like, I don't know them. I had nothing to hang on to, but with her, I felt bad. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel bad for Kira, you know, so much for that medical degree, medical degree, you know, you spent how many years and how much money getting this thing, this really impressive thing. And then it's like, Oh no, you just rely on losing your scrubs. Apparently. <laughs> like that. Yeah, Kira so. is another one who I do not think Clayton is going to pick her. Um, it's no. pretty easy to tell, like, the types of women that, like, the lead is interested in. Um, and not, you know, not in a bad way or anything, but more just like, you know, everybody kind of has a type that they lean towards. Yeah. And you can tell that, like, She's like, she's a very intelligent, beautiful woman. And I just know that when she does not get too far on this show, um, (laughs) she's going to go home and there are going to be men, not only at her door, but in her DMs. Yeah, there you go. I I also wouldn't be surprised if she shows up on Bachelor in Paradise. Really? Because she's already got, you know, the wardrobe kind of ready for that. So So Bachelor in Paradise, just so I catch up, because like, you know, Knowing you, I have I've heard of it, and I know it's like basically The Bachelor on an island or something. Yes, so it's basically The Bachelor, but in swimsuits. Okay, so and it, she's starting from zero there because it's exactly what she's doing here. Yeah, but see, the one good thing about Paradise that's much better than The Bachelor, or The Bachelorette, is that it's more like a real world situation. So. It's like going into a bar 
and kind of looking around and seeing like who's interesting to you. Yeah. You know, with, with the main shows, there's one person that you can be interested in and that's it. And if you do, if you're not compatible with them or they don't think they're compatible with you, they send you home. Mm-hmm. But with paradise, you get to actually like have options and new people come down every week. Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe you, know, it'll work for... you know, if you don't click with, you know, the guys that are there, there could always be a new guy that's coming down yeah. or, you know, or a new girl or things like that. Um, so starting off the whole list, uh, there's the tiny glitter tiger of Sarah. Um, yeah, that that limo entrance did not leave too much of an impression. No, she just looked at it. She was first. Um, there's the southern but cheesy Lindsay. Yeah, she was one I was surprised went home. Yeah. Um, trying to just go through my notes here. I the the show I feel like is trying to make us care about. Tessa. Um, yes. Her entrance was kind of lame. Just like, oh, my name backwards, Asset. So you should remember I'm an Asset. And it's like, I'm sure you're a fine lady, but that feels like you figured it out on the drive over. <laughs> yeah, not much preparation went into that entrance. Um, but definitely, definitely the show's making her seem. You know, she she kind of won some points near the end, you know, in my book. But um, yeah, I I definitely was feeling a lot of sympathy for her because when she was talking about how she kind of felt like not confident and inadequate and things like that, it was you know it was like even if you haven't been on The Bachelor before, just in normal everyday life, you know, everyone has moments where they feel, you know, less than prepared or less than confident so yeah i definitely felt a lot of sympathy for her for sure on on that same spectrum one of my favorites was uh nervous hugs guinevere or guinevere yeah guina something um just because i felt like she had that nice mixture of like you know you could tell she was nervous but she was still like playing herself off as you know she had some charisma there Yes, she felt very genuine. Yeah. Some of the other women, you could tell when they first met him, they were kind of putting on an act. Right. And and, not in a, and again, it's not a bad way. This this sounds negative, but you could tell that they were trying to kind of put their best put, foot forward and, and things Unless like that. Unless you're on moon shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Gen, Gen, Genevieve definitely felt real. Yeah, she felt very authentic. Um, let me just see who did who have we not talked about? And red is her color. Red is a good color for her. Oh, there's the tall woman, tiny car, uh, Cassidy. Yes, that I didn't really understand her entrance. And it even was, when she explained it, I didn't get it. it. It was this one joke, which I feel like all of these people were just like, oh, what's one funny joke? And then just like lean into it. Um, and her her joke was just she came in in a tiny car, like one of those big 
you know, electric RC cars. Just like, I knew I needed to make a big entrance. It's just like, sure. I mean, it's par for the course. It, it, it feels slightly better than Moonshoes to me, but... Eh. Um, and then completely undercut by the big car with a bad driver. Of uh, Shanae. The Nay, yeah. That that entrance to me, again, it was like I don't like like I get that she's running over the small car, but I don't really understand how the big car has anything to do with her. Or I didn't learn anything. anything. I at least with the tall woman, tiny car thing, you know, it's like I learned she's funny. Um, With Shanae, it's like I I guess I could assume you're like some of the other women were like, oh, she's bold. It's like. I guess I could assume she's bold, but you know, I've seen other women drive big trucks. I got rear-ended by one, and it's like you could just be a bad driver. <laughs> so it's, it's she falls under two classifications. She's either bold or she's a bad driver. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I I um I love that just like immediately people were just like, oh, he's exactly my type. Yeah, what are you going to say? He's not your type? Wow. Well, or he you can, could be Claire. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, Claire. <laughs> uh, which, we didn't even talk about her introduction. She forgot her introduction. <laughs> we never found out what she was going to say at her introduction because she just forgot. <laughs> it doesn't bode well for the for her fate in the show, yeah. as we see. I, I, um, I knew beforehand from clips that you're allowed to inter- interrupt people. I, I don't, I didn't know you could do that on the like first introduction episode. But then again, I also didn't know you were going to do like full date things like Claire tried to do on the first episode. Yeah. See, it's a tricky balance with the whole interrupting thing because yeah. Sean was very surprised to learn that. Clayton was not going to talk to everyone. And it's not that he didn't want to. It's just there's not enough time to talk to 30 women in, you know, and and so, you know, even the whole interrupting another woman to get time with him. If you want time, that's something that they all have to do at some point or another. Yeah. Um, And that will continue on into the, the rest of the episodes until they kind of whittle it down to like, you know, the final, you know, six or whatever. Um, but it's definitely something that's challenging because it makes you enemies really fast if you get a reputation for interrupting other women. Yeah, it, it, it was weird because clearly Claire had put in the most production value. She had a tent, she had cornhole, she had a whole spread of chicken, you know, hot wings or whatever. Um, but then she was almost immediately interrupted. Obviously, they had time, but the show didn't really show it. Um, but immediately she's interrupted by marinara and it's like, oh, yes, eat sauce. <laughs> uh, OK, like, yeah, I was I, I just played a whole game of cornhole. I was eating hot wings and was about to start talking with this lady. But, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll eat marinara sauce that you brought with you was it 
refrigerated? Was it like how how concerned should I be that I'm going to get a disease from this sauce in a jar that you have? Yeah, Claire also was very upset to be interrupted. Yeah. What what was the um what was the phrase? I hate America's sweetheart. <laughs> yes, her her liking for him quickly turned to, to hatred in the yeah. blink of an eye. And then he confronts her. But, oh, 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 well, was it Shanae? Shanae's the first snitch of the season. No, uh, no Serene. Sh- Serene, the S name's tricking me up. Yeah, the, the nervous teacher. Serene was the first snitch. Yes, I, I have to say that Serene handled that situation very uh very well yeah um me and sean were talking about uh you know how like on the show there's there's always people who feel like it's their duty to go to the lead and tell them if something like weird or crazy is going on which like you can respect that but then it's also a dangerous position because sometimes the person who blows the whistle on somebody else also gets sent home yeah. So it's a delicate balance. And I think Serene handled it well when she said, you know, you should go have a conversation with her. So Serene did not want to get caught in, let me tell you every single thing that Clara said about you. That is very unflattering. Yeah. Well, to be fair, she said two things, really. And she just said it over and over again. I hate him. And I'm not into the whole America sweetheart thing. So... <laughs> Yeah, she just kind of said different variations of those two things. Yeah, it's just like, sorry, Chris Evans, I guess you're not getting with Claire either. You know, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this, uh, yeah, so Claire, Claire had a convo with Clayton afterwards. Claire was the first big drama of the night. For sure. And Clayton gave him the old, you know, the old Tarzan... <laughs> Clayton sending him home. I did think it was very amusing um, when he said that he had the whole speech and it was supposed to be this big dramatic moment of like, if anyone else feels like they can't be here, you can leave. And then it's like, there's awkward silence. And then I think it was Cassidy who was like, oh, hush, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, you go, girl. You go, girl. Like, completely undercut like the tension in that moment it's kind of the whole point of you guys coming in the first place so i guess it would be a little silly to leave i mean Um, the thing too though is that if you think about it statistically there's no way in heck that all those women are going to find clayton attractive like it it just it just can't be that way it's like the producers can't have that type of knowledge so even if some of the women as they start to get to know him or even on that first night you know they kind of think oh you know maybe he's you know he's a nice guy but i don't know if i'm like super feeling it with him you still have to act a little bit like you might be interested because the thing that the show has turned into now is you know a launching pad for influencers if you play your cards right and you get a good edit so I'm sure, a lot, like, probably not a lot, but some of the women, I'm sure, were probably thinking, you know, even even if it doesn't work out with him, 
at le- as long as I like, you know, don't do anything like super crazy, you know, I could potentially start a new career for myself out of this. Yeah, which I don't think Claire could do off of this unless she's like, oh, I could get chicken wings on this show for you and Billy's chicken wings will be known. But I don't know. She didn't even say any names of brands or nothing. So I think she missed her opportunity there. Yeah, she'd have to do uh, some rehab for her image if she was going (laughs) to make anything of this opportunity. Yeah, I didn't know that he could just get rid of them like that. So, like, I wrote down in my notes, like, Claire, get rid of her. And then, like, immediately followed up with this conversation. I'm like, OK, you're going to go home. Like, oh, 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 sweet, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the producers are very lenient with things like that. And it's just because, like, it adds to the drama factor. You know, if he waited until the rose ceremony to, like, get rid of her, it wouldn't have been as dramatic yeah so you know as long as like whatever whatever intense move is being made as long as it doesn't interrupt the show itself like in a in a negative way then it's fine and they're happy because it's conflict yeah but you know i it it certainly works out and he got time with what seems to be the other more important people of the episode, so. Yes, the first kiss went to Teddy. Yeah, he he seemed very expect like very desiring for that. They, they even did with the edits. It's like, oh, I, it probably won't happen tonight, but I really want to kiss him. And then it's like immediately after they're just going <laughs> at it. I don't know why I thought that all of these like individual moments maybe it's just because i would prefer to do things like this in private why i'd assume that all these like individual conversations were happening away from everyone else but it they just kept showing clips of like all these women just like looking around the corner and it's like they're right there oh my goodness that brings me to my favorite line of the episode when um, they the women saw Clayton kiss her and, you know, and then saw the kiss continuing. Like, it wasn't just a little peck on the lips or something. Uh-uh. No, she, and, he was going at it. Yeah, one of the women was like, someone stop them. Someone stop And I was like, what are you going to do? Are you going to fling yourself, like, in front of their lips or something? Like, how does one stop them from kissing? Call Marinara over. She'll give them some sauce. <laughs> oh, man. Is someone going to, like, pull the fire alarm or something? <laughs> Do they have an, even have a fire alarm on an old building like that? Is someone going to, like, jump in the pool, like, in their gown? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh how, is, how are you supposed to stop someone from kissing? I, I have no idea. But he was, you know, Clayton was certainly very happy. He did not mind even though he didn't get enough time with him because he was making out with so many of the girls, but. I hope he brought some chapstick. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. need it after this season. What do you think? Ch- cherry flavor? Cherry flavor. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, he he 
he kept commenting. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I'm just having such a fun time, a wonderful time with you ladies. And it's like, yeah, you, you just made out with four women. I, I haven't learned anything about them, but you keep kissing them. So I guess you're having a good time. Yeah. Well, the, the interesting thing is, like, once they start doing the dates, um, not the group dates, because you don't really learn too much about the contestants. But once they start to do, like, one-on-one -on -one dates... Yeah. Then you start to learn a little bit more about the people. But even then, sometimes there are occasions where the audience doesn't because they're they're just spending their time like making out in like random, like beautiful locations. Yeah. So it's like, OK, like, you know that the person knows how to use their lips, but what do they do for a living? <laughs> are they we an axe murderer? Like, these are important questions. Speaking of axe murderer, you know, we had time with Joker and she's just like, yeah, you never know what you're going to expect with me. And it's like, yeah, you're going to be around a dark corner and stab me. Like, I don't. <laughs> it's scared. Yeah. Susie is one that I really want to know. What is she really like? Because I don't think that whatever version of her was on display in this episode. I yeah. don't know if that's really her. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah. and I, I want to know. Yeah. Want to know, is our Bachelor going to die for the first time in this season? <laughs> in 20 years, there's never been a dead lead. But this could be the changing point. This could be the changing point. I, um, I, I was a little concerned for, like, the whip lady, um, Elizabeth. She just gave... A hundred year old or whatever, 1930 Swedish photo of her like grandparents or something. Or she just gave it to the bachelor. It's just like, did it get crumpled while he's making out with these women? Is it like, where is he keeping it? Is it gonna like go to dust before he get you know? Like I'm concerned about that picture that it's going to get lost. Or ruined. That is history right there. Your personal history. And you just handed it to this random man you never met. And also, if you if you saw the camera kind of caught on the back of it, it looked like it was taken from a photo album. So because it really? had like little pieces like <sighs> on the back of it. So it's like you didn't give him a copy. Oh, my gosh. Like, like I think she gave him the original picture. That's that's lunacy. Like you didn't think to like run to CVS and like make a copy of this before, yeah, you know, or, before going. Or better yet, like you know, take it on your phone or something. Or... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hand you this like super old thing that's really important to my family history, and just trust you to not ruin it in the next 30 minutes at a cocktail party. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was dumb. Um, well, medical degree, we don't really need to talk anymore about her, but she knew what she wanted. No shame. She just goes for the kiss right off the bat. Um, oh my goodness, that reminds me of um, Katie. Um, she was the one who was doing like the German cards. Oh my gosh, yeah. And, like uh, another random language lesson for this guy. He'll be bilingual like by the end. over there. <laughs> but that it cracked me up though with Katie because you know she had 
a couple scenes before, she had seen that he had kissed somebody else. So she was feeling like, oh, I also need to, like, get my lips on him as fast as possible. Yeah. In the hope that he'll remember me. And so, you know, she did the whole thing with, uh, you know, the German phrase meant, you know, can I have a kiss or something? And then, and then, you know, and it worked. And which, of course, it did. Like, what? What, what man is going to be like, oh, you want to kiss me? Okay, so no, don't kiss me. <laughs> yeah, he's a guy. He's not really going to be refusing kisses. If he's if he's the type of guy that's going to say yes to 30 women applying for his love, he's the guy that's going to say yes to a, a, a language lesson kiss. Yes, he kept saying he was so humbled to be there. What he really meant was he's so humbled to be able to be kissing 30 women and getting a free pass. Oh, my gosh. I really like that uh, the German lady was just like, yeah, it didn't feel forced. It's like, it didn't? I was smiling from ear to ear. I was like, that. that is one of my favorite moments of that episode. Yeah. Just because she was so earnest. And it was like, oh, honey, we've all been there. <laughs> we got a supercut of Melina with the moon shoes. We can move on. I, I can't stand her. Go away. Go home with the moon shoes. Take them. Take them wherever you're going to go. Uh, whatever space travel place, you know, talk to Elon Musk. He'll bring you. <laughs> um, my gosh. Oh my gosh, can we please talk about Hunter the Snake Lady? Oh yes, uh, the Slytherin representative of this episode. She she brought a snake with her and she she had it for the whole episode. I thought it was going to be like, you know, kind of the electric buzzer type thing. I was like, ha I made a joke, ha And then it disappears. No, she... She wore that thing like a scarf the entire night. She made a joke that they would need two roses. Yeah. I would have sent her home right there. I would have been like, don't let the door hit you on the way out or do just get out with your snake. Yeah, I'm surprised the other women didn't like comment more. Oh, see, like if that was me, I would be like, I'm sure you're a nice person, but I'm not sitting next to you. Yeah, because I know what happened with Eve and the apple and I'm not getting <laughs> close to that. Snake. If that oh thing goodness. starts talking. I'm getting out the holy water. Getting out the holy water. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I I that was that was certainly a choice. It made her remembered. Um like there's a clear visual of not her, her snake. It was yellow and white and it had like kind of spots on it. It's like I remember that snake. I'm not gonna forget that snake. It looked very similar to the snake from the Jungle Book. Did it? To me, it did. And that <laughs> that movie with that scene with the snake, it haunts my nightmares. Oh, my gosh. I was like, Hunter, get out. Just get out. You, Melina and uh, Mara, just leave. Oh, my goodness. We had um, we had nervous hugs Guinevere, you know, they they toasted their parents, which is nice. I like her. She, like, she seems sweet. They're like, yay, we both have parents. We're not, you know, Marvel superheroes. Or 90s Disney uh, princesses. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 
Oh man, I, uh, you know we we joke about Genevieve, but I like her a lot. I do like her. She she's one of my favorites. Yeah, she she's going to be completely crushed when Clayton does not pick her, but yep. she is the best, and I hope that she ends up on Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, Genevieve. If you ever want to talk with us, you know, be on Spoiler Qual or hang out with us, you seem like you seem like a cool person. So, you know, feel free. <laughs> We'd be interested in having you. <laughs> um, we had uh, Rachel come up again and uh, all she you know wanted to do was talk about getting him in a plane. Yeah, they made the decision to jump out of a plane together. She, he eventually, like he hesitantly, but he eventually agreed to learn how to fly with her. Yeah, I wonder now if he has like a fear of flying or something. I mean, I feel like every person who hasn't done it has a natural fear of like, <laughs> okay, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just get in a pilot's, you know, spot and then go for it. Yeah, you know, there's <laughs> enough, there's enough common sense where it's like, okay, yeah, I know this takes, this takes training. Um. I've I've known a few aviation nerds in uh, in in my in my time. So when she just kept talking, she's like, "Oh, it's just bringing back memories of these people." It's just like you know, one one tracked one tracked minds, but they were they're definitely just going to end up crashing a plane while they're making out. Oh my gosh! Well, there there was one season. Uh, I believe it was Matt James's season. Where they Where? crashed a plane while people were making no, out? No. What? no I want to see that. <laughs> no, but they jumped out of a plane. Oh, yeah. And it was scary because um, Rachel, the girl he was with, she had a hard landing. So it was scary for a couple of minutes because, you know, they were playing it up like we don't really know if she's okay. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, the good thing was she like she was fine. It's not like she went to the hospital or anything. But she had some pretty gnarly bruises. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. When I heard the jumping out of the plane thing, I'm like, that would be a no from me, dog. <laughs> the producers are all sweating. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Honestly, though, like, the whole time they were having their conversation about pilot stuff, I was just like, bring back Holly. I want Holly back. <laughs> Could you imagine Clayton and Holly just, like, you know, chilling, just... You know, cutting the jib together. It's like, <laughs> I remember when my kids looked like you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hoping that they do uh, the scene, the senior uh, bachelor show, because I want to see Holly on that show. <laughs> yeah, go Holly. Um. Yeah, I um, following. Following his like third or maybe fourth makeout session, you know, we go ahead and we get Clayton being like, I have a connection to so many of these women. Yeah, with your tongue. <laughs> get off them. <laughs> Could you get your tongue out of their mouths long enough for them to like actually say something to you? Yeah. I um around this point Jesse had brought out 
um, a concept I didn't really know about the first impression rose. I thought when when they first mentioned it in the series, I thought the first impression rose was just like the first round of roses. They're just calling them the first impression roses. But no, there was a separate one that he he could give to someone at any point. Um, and he didn't even finish talking to all of them, did he? Or no, no he, he didn't did. talk to everybody. Yeah, he didn't even talk to him. He was just like, no, I know who this is going to. And we got the show's the show's current favorite, I think, or at least Clayton's current favorite is is Teddy get gets the first rose. Yeah. Other podcasts have brought up the fact that most of the people who get the first impression rose are the one that the lead picks. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see with Teddy, like what happens with that? Because it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens often enough. Yeah. That it's a possibility. I don't, I don't know if it's just me being competitive and wanting to root for Guinevere. Um, but you know, <laughs> Teddy seems nice, but I'm just like, really? I don't know. Bring, bring back Guinevere. I don't know. Bring back Holly. <laughs> Give Holly the <laughs> first impression. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we had um, we had our we had our rose ceremony, I guess. My yes. first rose ceremony. How did you feel about your first rose ceremony? Um, I forgot most of the people that were standing there. <laughs> yeah, that that makes me laugh every season um, because, like, when there's still like a lot of like contestants there, I do the same thing. Like, the camera will go to someone, and I'm like. I didn't see them during the entire party. Where were they? Where were they? And Did it's they like just adding like a random extra? It's like, even now, it's like, we've watched the episode. I've written down all the names. I've seen the names. We've talked about all of the like little dates we've seen. And we're like 45 minutes in. And I still like, don't think I know all of the people. <laughs> yeah, even when I was, I was trying to write down the people who did not get roses. And I only got like, I got three names and I think like four or five went home. Yeah. Like, Honestly, I couldn't remember. Yeah. The, the only thing I'm upset with, which I'm sure at this point you could tell the only thing I'm upset with Melina Moonshoes got a rose. <laughs> I'm going to have to deal with Moonshoes again next week. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Maybe maybe she's a really interesting person and I'm going to learn something else about her. But I'm I'm stuck on these moon shoes. This is a line I, in the sand. I am I'm actively rooting against moon shoes. I 100 percent believe that Melina is going to be the girl in the house who's going to like wake the women up with like an air horn at like 6 a.m. And she's going to say, Get your asses out of bed. We are doing exercises. And she's going to just do like a hardcore military style boot camp. Oh my gosh, yeah. Said, we are on The Bachelor and we need to stay in shape. Yeah, I mean, Melina will go ahead and wake everybody up. And then the one that doesn't wake up, we can just assume it was Susie who killed her. So um, <laughs> any other people that you're like... We got we got Slytherin house in there, you know. We got the snake. Um, trying to think of like 
other stuff. Yeah, the, Susie the Joker certainly is there. Um, Jill. We didn't talk about Jill. Which, which one is Jill? She's the one who's like, these are the ashes of my ex-boyfriend. <gasps> oh, ex-boyfriend super cuck got in there? I just assumed... See, like, this is just my thoughts as, like, an editor. I was just like, oh, the show's letting me know who's not really going to make it. Um, because there were some people with the introductions that that just got, like, two seconds. Um, I didn't even realize that Jill got in. Because she came, yeah, she came in with a jar of her, what, what did she say was in it? She said it was the ashes of her ex-boyfriend's. Did she say it was? I thought she said it was like filled with the boyfriend's mistakes. I don't know. I don't think so. (laughs) Okay, so wait, 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 wait. We've got the Joker, who I am, I am moderately thinking will murder someone during the season, and then we have someone who is admitting, admitting that she's killed multiple people. Yeah, this is terrifying. I did not, I did not realize that ex-boyfriend lady got through. I didn't I didn't put that together. Yes, I, I think Clayton was intrigued enough to <laughs> to just put her through. Yeah, he was, he was probably thinking this could be a gargantuan mistake, but I'm going to take the risk. Yeah. Have you seen the wooden beams in this mansion? She could light this on fire and I will be ashes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I, I wanted to ask you, um, what did you think of Jesse as the host? Is he fine? I mean, I know you, you've you had some history with the previous host. You really liked him. Um, yeah. So fun. I think for me, like, Jesse was okay. Um, but the host of my heart will always be Chris Harrison for this show. Um, and even even when, like, Jesse tried to say it's the final rose tonight... He didn't say it with like the level of like drama and gravitas and just like a slight hint of merriment, like Chris Harrison <laughs> says it. Slight hint of merriment. Chris Harrison thrives I- on the chaotic nature of The Bachelor, and I believe that that is what has kept him looking so young. Could you perhaps <laughs> give me? your rendition of Chris Harrison's final rose statement so I could get a better understanding of the final hint of merriment or okay. the I Sean I will try but I just I have to qualify that I am not Chris Harrison and I do not have the magic inside of me <laughs> that he has Okay all right but I I will give it my best shot You're all yeah All right are you ready I, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I can, if I'm ready for this, this magic to come out, but sure. Okay, well, buckle up. It's going to be wild. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, Clayton, it's the final rose tonight. When you're ready. Ooh, he, he, he whispers it. Yes. When you're ready. <laughs> it's and normally like, Normally, like, um, he'll put, like, a little hand on, like, the small of your back or something as he's saying it. While you're watching, he just comes over and puts his hand on the small of your back <laughs> while he's saying it? No, that, it's okay. I'm, I'm up for that. Chris Harrison, if you want to watch the next episode with me, I'm, I'm up for it, bro. 
<laughs> but see, the, the tough thing too is that Jesse Palmer not only had the large shoes of Chris Harrison to now fill, okay, but also with Bachelor in Paradise, they were doing rotating hosts throughout the whole show, okay? And all of the celebrities that they brought in did a pretty good job. Sure. But the one that did the best, and honestly, if they were going to have him as the host for all three of the shows, my heart would be comforted that I've lost Chris Harrison. Uh, Lil John. Lil Lil John? Yes. Is this a rapper? He yes, he is a rapper. Oh he's okay. been on a lot of reality TV. And there is a part of my soul that is hoping that he will be the permanent host of Paradise. And and if they could get rid of Jesse Palmer. I believe he could host the entire franchise. Wow. I he, will say he has the beauty. And yeah, the just to do uh, it. Yeah, Jesse Jesse Palmer certainly seems like a, a decent looking man. Um Yeah, I, you know, when he was when he was unscripted, I felt like it was a lot more natural and I felt like I could get acclimated to him. But yeah. when he was doing the intros of like, you know, we're back at the mansion and here's our bachelor Clayton. It was like, what's going on? I feel vaguely uncomfortable. I did feel a little bad for him. Whereas like, you know, Clayton was like, yeah, I'm nervous. It's like Jesse was like, yeah, I'm nervous too. I've never been here before. It's like, you never took the new host to the mansion. <laughs> what type of preparation did you do for this guy? Did you just give him a suit and put him on set? <laughs> You know, it was interesting, too, because I didn't see Jesse Palmer's season because I wasn't watching The Bachelor at that point. I think I was too young. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Jesse Palmer. Jesse Palmer was a bachelor. Yeah, he was a former bachelor. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But I also didn't realize that they weren't using the mansion back then. I don't know where they were filming the show, but like when I started watching it, the mansion was the mainstay. Like that's right. where they did the first couple of weeks. But I guess apparently before that was not the case. So when Jesse said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm shook. I'm shook. <laughs> I, I did appreciate the first lie I've heard from him where he's like, yeah, I'll I'll have your back, Clayton. It's like 30 women start charging this man. You disappeared, bro. <laughs> um. I know for a fact, he get in trouble, you are not there. <laughs> <laughs> I am not getting in between Clayton and 30 women. <laughs> oh, man. All, all, coming at, uh, all coming at him led by the Joker herself. Yo, <laughs> forget if it was just her, I wouldn't mess with it either. Clayton, you're on your own, bud. <laughs> And Melina has fitted the army out with uh, moon shoes. Oh. I might, I might actually get back in and, and fight if, if you're getting moon shoes. Can um, you imagine if they're like bouncing towards him? Like, no. Oh, what an image you're putting in my head. <laughs> and they're they're in the gowns. It's not even like they're in like leggings or something. They're in yeah. the gowns and they're bouncing. Because oh Melina has shown that they can do that. They could do it. 
she she certainly she certainly seemed like she has practiced <laughs> which makes me upset a little more <laughs> that she has practiced with moonshoes <laughs> um yeah and then um they they kind of ended the show off with a real jerk move from the editors and this is part of the reason why like tessa earned some points right at the end they really like they pulled it out for her that's like she starts talking about how she has all this like you know insecurities and things like that and of course they even like slow things down for the jerk final rose moment it's just like i like tessa now not because I really had anything that I learned about her through the rest of the episode, just because they put her through the ringer, getting that final rose. Yeah, I, I've noticed that they've started to do that more and more now, like when it comes to the rose ceremonies. They always have like these little like intercuts of like someone saying how nervous they are about not getting chosen. And then, like, you feel, like, you just, you feel such sympathy for them. It's like, you know, and you know, too, that the producers are playing you. Like, you know it. Yeah, well, like, my first thought was like, oh, people who are popping up and talking about how nervous they are. That means that they came back on a separate day to record these, like, talking heads. It's like, anyone who did that is like, you're, you're probably staying. Like, we didn't get any talking heads from Claire because she's not there anymore. Right. So like I was conflicted where it's like I knew in my head, okay, Tessa's talking. She she's she's gonna be here next episode. But then they kept going with this like this stagnant waiting. She's not getting the rose. And then like Jesse goes ahead and stops him. It's like, now it's time for the final rose. Even though he didn't say it like that because it was underwhelming, as Diana said. Um, but it was still like a lot of pregnant pauses. And Tessa, will you take this row? Like, all right, all right. You some, you, even though I knew it was coming, you still won me over. What did you think of the um, that moment at the end where they were like, I forgot who said it. Some one of the women was like, "Oh, and you know, we're toasting to this most beautiful, wonderful group of women." And then they jump into like the teaser for the rest of the season, and it's like all the women are like hating each other and crying i i wasn't sure if we were supposed to be seeing all that um i don't necessarily know if i was spoiled or what was spoiled but it felt like a lot of stuff i was not supposed to be seeing they they started off with an ugly cry supercut which you know people don't want to be seeing ugly crying and there was a lot of ugly crying um I don't know. And they did a nice swap too with the, the final editing where he like, how much luckier can one man get? And yeah. it just went downhill. <laughs> you know, the, the interesting thing is um, there have been rumblings, you know, throughout Bachelor Nation of just people not being happy that Clayton is the Bachelor and things like that. And then there's also been like little whispers of, you know, the season, like, it's going to be boring. Clayton was boring, you know, things like that. So I wonder if, you know, the show is aware of this and 
I wonder if they aired that big teaser because they're trying to say like, hey, it's not going to be boring. It's going to be there's going to be a lot going on. Yeah, I I mean, they I feel like I feel like they spoiled the ending of the season. Like, yeah. I don't even know if I should say what I think I saw. Yeah, although I I was noticing, though, with some of those clips they were using it, you know, they had the big explosive moment where he makes that declaration, but they were using clips of women in different locations crying. So I think they were trying to kind of mask it. OK, well, uh, for those who don't watch the ending of them to avoid spoilers, if this is a spoiler, I don't know, but extra spoiler warning for here so it seems like there's a final three um and it, it, it and he goes ahead clayton goes ahead and admits to them that he's been intimate with was it all of them or two of them well one of the women said three of them but i only saw two women well, there was there was three there. There was three there. Um, and he was like, I don't know. He was talking with them and he's like, oh, yeah, I, I want to be up front where I love all three of you. But I've been intimate with two of you. And it's just like. Are you a moron? Like. One. Don't do that. There's nothing good that's going to come out of that. Especially if you're going to tell them. Like, I'm not I'm not the type of person that's going to recommend lying about things like that. You know, if you make a mistake, you should say it. You should tell it and then do your best to be better. But if you're the type of person that it's like you've got three women, you're going on multiple dates and you've chosen to sleep with all three of them. You seem like you're also the type of person that's not going to tell them. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be a part of the moral code there. So I don't. I don't know what was happening there. Yeah, that was certainly a first for the show as far as the lead admitting that he was like intimate with them, because like, you know, that does kind of come out before. There was one explosive uh, moment during one of the tell-alls where one of the contestants was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, you know, admitted that they were intimate. And, you know, the lead was not super happy about that being aired. Um, but I've never seen a lead before say to three people, you know, I was intimate with all of you. I've yeah. never seen that before. So that that is a huge mistake, because normally once you get to the fantasy suite, you know, the contestants who are left are, are thinking, you know, there's a chance that that's happening or they could just be spending time together off camera and not doing that. Yeah. Because leads have also come out before and said, you know, that that they weren't doing that with yeah. everyone. So. You know, again, so the, the ambiguity is kind of like a good thing. But for him to just come out and admit that, not wise. 
And then we get like the morality of that. Yeah. And we get his like little thing at the ending. Like, first off, a bunch of the women look like they were trying to leave, which <laughs> sure, I, I can I can understand that. Um, and then he's like, I'm broken. And then I think he was going to try and cry. Like, I don't know. But yeah, that, that to me, when he said that, every time I watch that clip, because I've seen it a lot now, it doesn't feel real to me. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't give me the vibe of honesty either. That yeah, because like if you're saying I'm broken, you're normally like your voice is choked up. Like he just seemed like that was an acting moment. I think. Yeah, I'm broken. I won't be able to turn this into the next season of Sister Wives. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Which is another can of worms. That's another can of worms that you've been trying to shove into my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, so first first episode was full of stuff. I don't. I feel like I've lived four years after having seen this episode. <laughs> I think, Sean, you're going to like the episodes when it gets down to like a couple of people versus you know, 20 people or whatever it is. Yes, I can actually remember who we're talking about. Yeah, I think so. Also, too, you know, it's I like I like when it's a lot of people um, just because, you know, I like the group dates and and things like that. But it is really nice when it starts to get down to only a couple of people left, because then you really get to see who, who these people are, what their personalities are like. How they are with the lead you know right like for the next couple episodes it's gonna be hard to see you know who everybody is because there's just so many people yeah so i don't know well we certainly got more coming that's for sure but for now i guess let's um let's hop on our moon shoes and uh grab our snakes d how do we land this plane? Get ready for the most dramatic recaps you will ever hear. And you will. You will hear it all next week on the spoiler cast. Woo! Bye, guys. Bye.